All right, everybody, welcome back to Heath Barn for this very special episode to get started quickly. Just want to let everybody know again, find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Amazon Music, jheath2286.podbean.com, uh, Facebook, welcome to the Heath Barn, Twitter, at HeathBarn22, Instagram, welcome to the Heath Barn, TikTok, at Heath Barn, YouTube channel, at Welcome to the Heath Barn, and coming very soon, hopefully, uh, Welcome to HeathBarn.com, where you can find all of these things just on that website there. Hopefully, that will be up and running very soon with all everything getting filtered through there. So, now, back to this very special episode. Uh, we've had uh, Pastor Randy Shepard on a couple times. Uh, one episode, he talked about his story, his amazing story. And uh, today, it was his wife's turn, uh, Sherry. So, Sherry Shepard comes in, and it was time for her to tell her amazing story. So, uh... Again, spends the first part of the episode talking about her childhood, things like that, and then uh, and then goes on to talk about uh, things in her adult life that have, uh, that have happened. And um, I'm not even going to try to describe it. Words, my words, obviously don't do it justice. So you just need to uh, sit back, listen, and uh, enjoy it. It's uh, unbelievable, fascinating, amazing story. So listen through the whole way through. Um, I want to thank her for coming on, and again. Very, very special episode. So, thank you for your support, and welcome to Heath Barn. All right, everybody, welcome back to Heath Barn, and I am here today with a very special guest, uh, Pastor Randy Shepard's been on here a couple times, and we've mentioned his wife, Sherry, and she is here today. So, how's it going, Sherry? It's going great. All right. Well, it's awesome that you're in here. Um, Pastor and I have done, let's see here, he's come on a couple times, and we did a... He's more sporty the car- than you. The Cardinals. Yes, yeah, so we did a Cardinal one, and then we did an NBA one. Yeah. And now he's wanting to do an NFL one, too. He could do that. I'm yeah. not sporty. Yeah. After that, <laughs> after that, I don't know what we're going to do, because like, if he knows hockey or any of that stuff, we're done. Because I, I got the main three sports. After that, we're going to have to get more creative he's if he wants really to do He's not really a hockey fan, as yeah. far as I know. Yeah. But yeah, so we've done a couple of those. But we've mentioned um, you and having you on. So I'm just I'm glad you're here. So um, Glad to be here. Yeah. So let's talk about, do you want to talk about, because uh, pastors kind of, you guys, you can talk about how you guys kind of met if you want and how I long met. you guys have been married. And then you can get into, you know, like I said, uh, pastor's got an amazing story. Sherry's got an unbelievable story too. So, but we, you know, if you want to talk about how you guys met first and then if you want to get into. I can do that. I do have to mention a few other things before I mention that because. It's kind of important to know I was a widow. So <laughs> Right, there you go. Yeah. Um so yeah, I was uh I became a widow in 2018. My husband died of esophageal cancer. And um so it was a tough tough few years. Um but in about 2000 after covid. <laughs> yeah. Uh about 2021 I said I think I'm ready to date now. So I was like, okay, well I was going to try to meet someone the traditional way, you know. But mm-hmm. that didn't happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were getting a new youth pastor. I thought, oh, maybe, maybe that'll work. And then 
no, he was in his 20s and he was already married. So, you there know, you go. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just like, okay, I don't know, Lord, what do you want me to do? So that, in January of 2021, I'm like, okay, I'm ready. But then, you know, I postponed it and I was like, I don't know, I hemmed and hawed. And I was trying to meet someone the traditional way, but it wasn't going to happen. And so my friend, we got together um, the summer of 2021 and she's like, you should just go online. And I'm like, I thought about it, but I don't know. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I'm old school. Right. <laughs> so. But uh, un- unfortunately, <laughs> nobody's like writing letters to each other in the mail anymore. Or, no, no pen pals. <laughs> no pen pals, like yeah. So yeah. I was like, okay, I'll try it. So right there at the park, we got on our phones and we I signed up for Christian Mingle. And I was like, okay, we'll see how this goes. Well, I looked for about a week and eh, I talked to a few people. And then all of a sudden, after a week went by, Randy messaged me. Now, I did not see his, but he saw yeah. me. So I don't know how that all works. But see, you know, this part, I don't know. I mean, I, I knew, Mandy, you, Mandy, you've told me, Mandy, how you, you guys have been on Christian Mingle, but you haven't gotten into the real <laughs> the deets, of it. The real deets of it. Yeah. So I was only on for a week. <laughs> yeah. He'd been on off and on for like two or three years. So gotcha. Um, or actually, more than that. I don't know. He, he'd been on quite a while. But he, like, Stopped before COVID and got back on after during COVID and yeah. stopped out, you know. So we go in and off, off and on. Um, so I was just like, okay, cool. So we started talking, and I really liked his profile because he was, you know, he's a pastor and he was talking about his story. And um, I really liked the fact that he was over willing to overcome his, you know, the right. adversity of his uh disability. And my first husband also had a disability, I mean, it wasn't a physical as physical as as randy's but he had a hearty heart defect yeah a congenital heart defect so you know i'm i was used to <laughs> having right. someone with that just you know something to think about and um so i was like and the thing i really liked about his profile was that he put he was looking for not just looking for a pastor's wife he was looking for a ministry partner yeah and i really liked that right so um, he he said he liked my smile, which <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot of comments about my smile, so that, that really wasn't surprising. And then um, he said he also liked the fact that I was a special ed teacher. Yeah. And then you know um, my uh, I gave a little bit of my story, so he knew a little bit of my background and um, uh, that I you know love Jesus and that he he really liked that. So yeah. um, so then we chatted for about a week. So I'd only been on for a week, and then I chatted with him for a week, and then I didn't really delve into it anymore after that. <laughs> um, I mean, I had people message me, but I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> yeah. So um, he was the first guy I dated when I got on Fishing Mingle, and there I you go. Him. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, but uh, we talked for about a week on the site. We called and talked on the phone for about a week, and then we our first date was July 2nd. Yeah. I know because it was the day before Liberty's birthday. <laughs> gotcha. So, um, so then that is your daughter and you'll get into all that here. Yeah, she's there. my daughter, yeah. but I'll yeah. get into that. Yeah. Um, so June 2nd was our first date and I met him in Peoria and we had, oh, I forget the name of the place. It's a Peoria place and I can never remember it, but we ate there and then um, we went and played putt-putt golf. Yeah. And then we had, it's a little, it was a Christian-owned place it was really cool it was a little public golf place and then also had like a ice cream parlor yeah so we played a round of golf and then we had ice cream and cool talked and talked and talked right <laughs> and that was our first date 
And after the first date, I, I was really nervous. <laughs> I hadn't dated in like, what, 20? Right, yeah. A long time. 22 yeah. years. Because I was married for 22 years. And then it'd been five years. So 27 years. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a long time. Oh, definitely. Uh, <laughs> and I was really nervous. Yeah. Um, but it went really well. But he was like, she's never going to call me again. She's never going <laughs> to. <laughs> because I was a widow and he never dated a widow before. And he thought, she's going to think she can't do this. And yeah. I, and I told him, I'm like, I wouldn't have dated. I wouldn't have gotten on the site if I wasn't ready. To right. Date. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So I was really nervous, but it went, it went fairly well. Yeah. And then the second date went even better. Third date even better. So yeah. Then, then there you go. Yeah. And then, so then you guys got married. I We did. Well, I mean, you can tell him what. Well, the, we dated for a year. Yeah. His, his. What he really wanted was he wanted to date for a full year and then get engaged. But <laughs> logistics. You guys that, aren't spring chickens. You know? <laughs> <laughs> We're not. The reason he did that was mainly because his first marriage, he got married within four months. Right. Now, yeah. I get that. But my first marriage, we dated for four months. We're engaged for five or six months and then got married. So right. Yeah. We did. We met in April. Got engaged, met in April, started dating in June, got engaged in August, and we're married in March. Right. So it was, yeah. really, and we got, we were married for 22 years. So I'm like, if it's yeah. right, it's right. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so I kind of convinced him eventually to kind of let go of the have to be a right dating yeah. a full year. But yeah. Um, we dated for yeah, six that's months like, before you can't, we got engaged. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, the, all that stuff, that's, you can't. You know, you can't use your past situation to. I know, but yeah. he he said he promised God. Well, I was like, well, you know, <laughs> it's God a, will understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but honestly, God wants you to be happy. We we yeah. were still we still had a full year because we met in June. Yeah. And we got married in June, so it was still a full year. It's just we were engaged for six months of it. So right. Yeah. It's okay. He and he also wanted a December wedding, and I'm like, it'll be okay. Right. <laughs> So, yeah, because it all worked out because and he kept going, well, I don't know because I got to move and I don't know if they're going to move me to a church there. And I'm like, you know what? God is in control. Yeah. So if God wants us to be together, it'll all work out. And right. it did. It all worked out. Yes. And I, I kept telling him, God will work it all out. God will work it all out. He's like, I don't know. Like, well, you're the pastor. You should, <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> you should have faith that God's going to work it all out. Yeah. But he didn't always have faith. He didn't really have faith in everyone else <laughs> right yes but i'm like it's gonna be okay yeah and it was um we found out that we were gonna come to christmas or he was um assigned to christmas in may yes. of last year and it was so exciting because it's exactly 30 minutes from my from our house mm-hmm. and it was perfect so right and then you well. and your one year anniversary is june eight, seven, june 18th 18th yes june 18th yes which is uh yeah. It's Father's Day this year. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yes. So, that is how you met Pastor. That is how I met Pastor. Okay. Now, do you, now this part, again, you can share as little or as much as you want. Same thing I told him, whatever you want to do. But if you want to give a little. Okay. Because your story is fascinating. So, it's long, though. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I can I can just kind of give the Reader's Digest version. <laughs> I mean, I've been, I've been on this earth for fifty three years, so there's a lot of, there's a lot of time right. there. Um, so uh, I also wanted to say that he asked my father and Liberty for my hand in marriage, which was really sweet. Right, and he did that over Thanksgiving, so that was really sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I knew we were going to get engaged. I just didn't know when. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. 
Um, oh, and he kept telling me it was going to be 2022. Oh. And it was exactly 2022. Yeah. Because it was January 1st of 2022. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> nice. Um, okay. Golly, let's see. Um, well, I guess I'll start out and just say when I, um, as she's just in my life, I mean, I was eight years old and I mean, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents yeah. are still together. Um, just celebrated like how many years? 55 years of marriage. Um, yeah. and going strong. <laughs> um, I have two brothers, um, but I'm the oldest and I, um, became a Christian when I was eight, uh, at a good, good news club in my house. And, um, I've just always, like, I've always known that God was there. I mean, I did struggle a little bit with, with guilt um, when I was younger, with feeling that I always had to, that I wasn't good enough. Yeah. But God's grace is covers all, and we don't have to be good enough because he saved us by grace. And yeah. once I got that and learned that, um, the guilt went away. Yeah. So, um, in, uh, and basically, I learned that through FCA. And I was in Fellowship of Christian Athletes in high school, and um, I wasn't healthy, but not not <laughs> not a great one. But I was in track, and I was in tennis. So the a the a part's a little dicey. <laughs> <laughs> I was I was in I was I'm in just, them, I'm but, just kidding. but basically they allowed anybody that was in a in a extracurricular it didn't right, have yeah, yeah, yeah. in a sport. But I was in a sport. I was in tennis and track, but yeah. I was also in like speech team and choir, and right. um, I did the musicals. Yeah, so anything counted. And, um, Great singing voice at, at church. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I love I love to sing. Yeah. Um. So, where was I going with that? Oh yeah, I was in FCA, and I went to FCA camp, um, and I was 16, and that's where I gave the Lord um, lordship of my life, and He has been the head of my life the, ever since. Um, I just, you know, I just knew that God. I was a sinner saved by grace. And he was with me. And the verse that really, really stuck with me is um, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. And that has been my life. I mean, he has totally directed my paths. Yeah. Um, when I graduated, I went to Northern. Um, I, it was between two schools because I wanted to go to Wheaton, but my father said no. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> because he paid for it. So. Yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't want any debt. So, um, Wheaton, I, Wheaton is that, uh, like a smaller, it's a smaller Christian school, Christian college. Kind of like a, well, I'm, I'm just thinking, I remember like, uh, I feel like I remember getting, do they getting letters from them for like basketball and cross country and stuff? Like, uh, yeah, it was like a smaller kind of division three type yeah. probably school. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I really wanted to go to Wheaton, but yeah. my dad said, no, the only way he would pay for it is if he went, if we went to a, those schools are, uh. I went to an Illinois school. Yeah. Yeah. I had to go to a, like a state school. So right. it was between ISU and U of I, or not U of I, <laughs> definitely not U of I. I wasn't smart enough for that, for that. Yeah. My dad, my brother was U of I. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, ISU and Northern. Yeah. And I only got a 16 the first time on the ACT and ISU took me with a 16 and I was like, well, <laughs> they don't have a high enough standards. <laughs> yeah. So then I took it again. I got an 18 and Northern accepted me. And I, and I also didn't really like ISU's campus as much. So I went to Northern because I really liked the campus. I liked how concise it was. And it was more my speed. Um, 
so I went to Northern. I graduated from Northern with a, a elementary education degree. And then came the fun part of trying to find a job. <laughs> right. Yeah. And way back when, you know, when horses were still, <laughs> way back when, before technology um, went skyrocketed, yeah. um, I had to mail oh, all yeah. of my stuff right. for my job search. And mm-hmm. I sent about 100 resumes out all over Illinois. And for each resume, you had to actually send the copy from the school of your, all your transcripts. Yes. Oh, it got expensive. It was like yeah. $10 a time. Yeah. It got really yeah. expensive. So that was before they would take copies and all this. So, um, yeah, I did about at least 100. And the funny thing is I applied to Mattoon in like June mm-hmm. <laughs> for a kindergarten position. Didn't get that position. And then they kept sending me things and you know, didn't get this. So my resume was obviously there because they kept sending me rejection letters every time they would look at my resume <laughs> yeah. Yeah. i'm like okay great so i mean i applied everywhere and it was like august 15th and i still didn't have a job and I, we were going on vacation and i was like well i guess i'm just gonna when i get back from vacation i'll just apply to be a sub yeah and so as soon as we got back from vacation there was a message on our phone a message machine i guess yeah and um uh saying well, we'd like to interview you at Mattoon. And I'm thinking, okay, <laughs> where's Mattoon? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty much, yeah. Um, so it was three hours from my house. And so um, my dad showed me the best way to get there. And I mean, I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. So I went down to Mattoon, interviewed, and I got my first teaching position in Mattoon. So God just worked it all out. I mean, he worked everything out. I got the position um, like August 20th. Now, that was when school started like August 28th. Right. So... I got the position August 20th, and then when I finally went down for my second interview, she's like, well, if you get the job, I know this 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 couple who only rent to teachers, and you'll really love them. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. So then I got my second interview, and I got the job, and I, as soon as I got the job, I called her back and said, okay, who are these people? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to need a place to live. Right. Yeah. So um, their names were um, Mr. and Mrs. Royce, and they are wonderful people. Um, and it was right across uh, from Lytle Park in Mattoon. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like my second grandparents. They were like grandparents to me. They were awesome. Yeah. Um, and so he found a place for live. It was a furnished apartment. So I didn't have to have any furniture. Yeah. It was, God just worked it all out. So, and I loved working there. I loved, and that was kindergarten. That was like my dream job. Yeah. So <laughs> everything worked out. God worked it all out. Um. Trust in the Lord, and he will make your path straight. He did. He made my path straight. So I love living in Mattoon. I was there for four years. I was, well, I was there for a lot longer than that. But um, I taught in the school system for 11 years. Yeah. Um, I was actually engaged to be married <laughs> in 1995, and that didn't work out. Um, we, we were going through premarital counseling, and... The pastor's like, you need to think about this because this is not right. It's, this guy's not right for you. Yeah. And God finally just went, conk, and right. conked me over the head. And I broke that engagement. And it, I was devastated because I really wanted to be married. But I didn't want to be married to the wrong person. Right. And he would have been the wrong person. I've uh, broken an engagement before. Yeah. So when I, was, when I was younger, yes. When you were younger. Hallelujah. So. That's not what happened. So, yeah. <laughs> Yep. I'm really glad I did because now my life would be totally different if I'd married yeah. him. So I'm really glad I didn't. But then 
I was devastated and I just prayed, Lord, you know, it's in your hands. I don't know. I, I guess I don't know how to pick them. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, so then, um, that was in March of 1995. Was it 95 or 96? Yeah. 1995. And then I met Jason in April of 1995. Gotcha. Um, through a, um, it was actually a Christian singles group, (laughs) but it was face to face. (laughs) Yeah. Um, that was, you know, when we did things. Old school. So <laughs> it is. That's just online dating, except you got to show up somewhere. Basically, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's basically online dating, but you got to show up and got to be there. And that's great. And yeah. it was face to face. It was actually um, started by my friend yeah. from church. And within within let's see, three or four years, we were all married. <laughs> well, it worked then. So it worked. <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, I met I met Jason that that month, and so and we, I mean, I just knew. Yeah, it just clicked, and I knew that he was the one, and God gave gave me Jason, and it was not always <laughs> cherry pie and roses. I mean, it was right. Marriage is hard, but oh, yeah, you just yeah. work through the things that happen, and God was with us every single minute of every single day. Um, so now I'm getting, <laughs> getting to the harder part. Yeah. Um, so you know, we we lived in Mattoon, and he had jobs and. He did have a degree, but it was an art. <laughs> so it was an art degree. He wanted to be the next Picasso, which didn't happen, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but um, he he was a beautiful artist, but he just didn't know how to get his art out there. What do you? Um, I've I've never heard anybody with an art degree before. What do you? What? Uh, what do you do with an art degree? Yeah, I mean, you say, <laughs> do you want fries with that? <laughs> well, <laughs> no. I mean, there are things you can do with an art degree, and eventually he did use his degree, but. Um, <laughs> I didn't know if I didn't know if maybe you could be an art uh, teacher. You, well, he like could have been an art district, teacher, like but he would have had to go and get his. You still have to have edu- he yeah. had to have his education because he could have taught art in high school, but he would have had an education degree. We didn't have the money for him to go back to school, right. but just with that art degree, though, period. That's you're basically just an artist, and you're well, getting yeah. Your stuff out I mean, there. he yeah. did find jobs. Right. Um, a lot of a lot of the jobs he found were like um, he did like screen printing. Yeah. He started. Um, Learning about websites. Yeah. See, and if he'd been in school like a little bit later in the just a couple of years nineties, then yeah. he would have right when the, right when everything was going. Yeah. And then it would have been because he did do graphic arts, but he learned it all on his own because yeah. it was like brand new. Yeah. You know, um, in the nineties, so he he did do graphic arts, and he did he did do websites and stuff like that, but unfortunately. <laughs> He had the experience, but not the degree, and so people mm-hmm. wouldn't hire him later on to yeah. do that because yeah, he, he just got it at the wrong time, just yeah. a teeny bit too early, teeny bit too early. Yeah. But with an art degree, I mean, there's lots you can do. I mean, he could have tried to get his art out there. He could have been a, a yeah. illustrator. There's there are a lot of things you can right. do with an art degree. Um, but he did graphic arts. He did do. He dabbled in some website design. Um, but unfortunately, a lot of that stuff, the jobs just couldn't stay afloat. And so he yeah. he lost a lot of jobs because they went bankrupt. Right. So in the beginning of our marriage, he had a lot of <laughs> a lot of time just trying to find jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, when I met him, he was actually doing advertising. He was actually doing advertising for a newspaper. Yeah. And then he got into graphic arts and he got into the t-shirt, t-shirt design. He did a lot of different things. Um, right before we moved, he was working at um, the newspaper as a rural carrier manager. Mm-hmm. Um. And so that was when, you know, <laughs> toward the 2000s, when um, everything was 
newspapers were kind of going out mm-hmm. and starting to websites yes. were coming back in and all that yeah so um websites were coming in and everything was going online um i forgot that we had three children in there <laughs> yeah yeah go ahead we did have three children in there um in the uh we were married in 1996 and then thomas came along in 1997 uh Rachel came along in 1999, and Liberty came along in 2002. Gotcha. So we had three children, very close together, pretty close together. Thomas and Rachel were 19 months apart, and Liberty and Rachel were three years apart. Yeah. And Thomas and her were four, five years apart. So, um, and they were the joy and the love of our lives, and we loved having our children. And uh, we, they uh, did not, they grew up. In Mattoon until we were in Mattoon until Thomas was five, so he went to preschool in Mattoon, but none of the other kids really remember Mattoon. Yeah, um, Liberty doesn't even remember being in Mattoon. Um, because then in 2000, what was it, 2003, um, he was like, The drug is that's gonna close. Well, it eventually did close, yeah, it took a little longer than 2003. Mm-hmm. I think by 2008 it was closed, yeah, um. And he's like, well, I need to find something new. And so he's like, my friend is doing photography, and he says he'll train me. So there, yeah. he did use his art. Um, and so he became a professional photographer. Right. He was trained in one year. So basically that last year, which was 2002, 2003, um, for the last six months, I was at home with the kids by myself, and he was in Galesburg training, and I right. was taking care of three children under five by myself. That was a lot. It was yeah. <laughs> hard work but i did it and he came home every every weekend and then and we transitioned just because i didn't want to quit my job in the middle of the year so i finished up my school year and in the end of 2003 or the 2002 2003 school year i uh, resigned and then we moved to galesburg and i couldn't find a job i didn't know what i was gonna do and i found a job i probably should have just subbed (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but I worked for a very, very brand new um, Christian school for $15,000 a year. <laughs> yeah. Probably should have just sucked, but it's okay. Yeah. And I mean, it, it worked out really well. Um, they had someone to watch the kids, and then Thomas went to kindergarten there. Um, not at that school, but it in um, Galesburg at a pu- public school. And um, yeah, and then after that year, he was trained, and then they sent him to uh the like the will county area which mm-hmm. was great because my parents lived there and i thought that's awesome then my kids can get to know their grandparents and um there was a christian school there and I, I really wanted to work at um my goal when i graduated was not to work at a christian school it was to work at a public school to be a you know right. a witness <clears throat> but it was really nice to work in christian schools because you could talk about christ you could yeah you know um and so i worked at uh trinity christian school which was um a Christian school that actually was started by my home church originally. Yeah. And um, it was really cool to work there. I worked there for five years. And all my kids were able to, most, I mean, except for Liberty, she got kindergarten um, there. Kindergarten, first grade. No. Yeah, kindergarten, first grade there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, in, 19, what was that? I don't even know what the year it was. Uh, 2009, 10, yeah. I started there in 2004, and I worked there to 2009, and then I don't really know the reason. They never told me the reason. They just said there was some complaints by parents, but nobody would tell me what the complaints were, and 
they said, we're going to let you go. But I didn't even know why. Right. And gotcha. it was, I don't know. And I still don't really even know. They never really did tell me what the yeah. problem was. And and I had all these parents come to me, but we we love you and we don't have any problem with you. And I'm like, well, I don't know. They can tell me that somebody has an issue with me, but they won't tell me what it is or who it is. Right. And You'll have that. What that The hard part, part about that was, was they... In the contract, it says, we believe in the Matthew 18 principle, where you're supposed to come to the person and talk to them. And mm-hmm. Well, they didn't do that. So right. <laughs> so I don't know. But God God said, you know, this is a closed door. So I'm like, okay, closed door. Um, and so, but they wanted my kids to keep going there. Well, I couldn't mm-hmm. afford for them to go yeah. there if I didn't work there. So they had to go to public school for a year um, after that. It worked out well because Thomas and Rachel were in the middle school together. And Liberty did... Um, second grade there uh in Shorewood. oh also we rented the house that my parents live in now <laughs> which i grew up in <laughs> yeah uh, in Shorewood. we rented um their house which was kind of cool because that was the house i grew up in my parents when i was 11 they built a house in plainfield and so they lived there and we lived in the Shorewood house and then when my dad got sepsis in 2018 um they, they figured that was too much and so they downsized Sold that house, yeah, and now they live in Shorewood. So, <laughs> live in the house that we lived in. So, gotcha. It's kind of cool because every single one of us lived in that house, even though Josh was never—he was born after that. Yeah. Um, he lived there as a single person. After we moved cool. out, he lived there. So, yeah, it it you know it was kind of cool that they had that house. They couldn't sell it because in the eighties, the interest rates were so high, and they never sold it, so they right. rented it that whole time. Gotcha. <laughs> For like thirty years, they yeah. rented it. Cool. Um. So that was cool to, to live there and be with my parents. And um, golly, I feel like I'm talking way too much. But. Oh, that's fine. Just keep. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so that was that. And in 2000, let's see, then I subbed a year and then I got the job in Champaign the next summer. Um, they just offered me the position at the interview, which is unheard of. And that was awesome. Yeah. It was middle school. So I was going from kindergarten to middle school because yes. I taught. 17 years of kindergarten, um, and then jumped to eighth grade. That was oh, yeah. quite a jump. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me want to... You've been there. Throw up in my mouth a little. <laughs> but I actually, it was. I was like, well, my kindergarten experience came in handy because it's about sometimes the same. they yeah. acted like kindergartners. Yeah. But um, it was hard, and I made it through four years, and then I was like, I'm done. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Um, so I resigned and then I thought, oh, I'll be able to find a job in Champaign, you know, just down. Right. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) I couldn't find anything in elementary. They had tons of openings. I had like 12 interviews and nothing. So, um, I was like, okay, where do you want me, Lord? So I don't know. It just, we knew we wanted to come back this way. So that's why I got the job in Champaign. But, uh, I couldn't find a job. So for three years, I got... I was an aide in mm-hmm. Villa Grove, and I was basically told when I got the interview, oh, next year we'll have openings and you'll get a job. Well, yeah, that didn't happen because right. the person who hired me got fired, Yeah, and then the person who came in didn't know that. Right. So, yeah. Um, so I worked there as an aide, but as I worked there as an aide, the first year I was a, like a teacher's aide, like a classroom aide, and the last two years I was a... Um, aid to a little girl who had cp yeah <laughs> who knew right um so i learned what cp was yeah. um and uh kind of how to deal with cp and she had a gate but she could walk and um 
she was sweet, sweetheart. And I yeah. just was so glad I got to work with her. And the cool thing was, basically, I just went around and did her classes with her. Like, right. I was her scribe, and I just did her classes with her and walked around and helped her with her whatever she needed. And um, got to go to high school again, which was kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. um, and so... Um, we did foods, you know, we, I went to math class with her and helped her with math class. I taught her health. Um, it was, it was fun. It was, it was neat. And I also got to have lunch with my kids every single day because right. they were on a high school schedule and they were in high school at that point. So, um, I got to eat lunch with Rachel and Thomas, not Liberty cause she was still in junior high at that point, or maybe she was in elementary. I don't know, but, um, it's a K-12 school. So they mm-hmm. all went to the same school. She was there, but I didn't see her as much cause I was in high school. Right. Um, and it was just, it was, it was wonderful. I mean, I wasn't making very much, so I also had to work a second job, but, um, I was just happy to, to do what I was doing and yes. God provided a job and, uh, and that got my, you know, me to realize that I, I kind of like special ed. I, didn't think I would ever like right. special ed. I did not think I'd like doing all the paperwork or yeah. working with, not that I didn't want to work with kids with special needs, but I just didn't think that special ed was for me, mainly the paperwork. I hate paperwork. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. <laughs> but, um, I mean, as I worked with Kate, I was just like, this, I could do this. I could do this. And I knew there was a lot of jobs in special ed. So, right. yeah. after three years of not finding a job and having a, probably about 20 interviews mm-hmm. over the three summers, I was like, I'm done. I don't know what else to do, Lord. I don't know. So I just prayed, I don't know. I don't know what to do. And I, my last interview was in August of 2017. I don't know. 16. The summer of 2016. And I was like, why? I don't know why I can't get jobs. I'm like, she's like, you are a great candidate. And then she said, how much experience do you have? And I said, I have 15. And she's like, oh, and like she just like <laughs> she was ready to hire me there, but then she's like, "Oh," yeah. and I'm like, "Oh no, I'm too expensive, aren't I?" And she's like, "I have to turn the page. If I have to turn the page, that's a bad thing." <laughs> Jeez, yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so she's, I'm like, well, what should I do? Should I just give up on teaching? And she's like, oh no, don't give up on teaching. Yeah. I'm like, but I can't get hired because I'm too expensive. And she's right. like, I know. I'm gonna talk to my superintendent, and see what I can do. And I got a call, and she's like, he said no. Yeah. So then and there, I knew basically the reason it was because that was too expensive. Because I had a master's and 15 years, and it was too much. Right. So I was like, I'll just go back and get my teaching license. Now, in the midst of all this, in 2016, um, in March, uh, while I was still in aid and working at Pizza Hut, um, Thomas uh, went. He was a senior, and he was um, driving to s- school. Um, he had been up late the last, the night before working on a project and he had taken a nap. And when I left, he was taking a nap. I left for work and Jason woke him up to go to archery because archery was like at six o'clock. Mm-hmm. And so he woke him up to go to archery. He said, you good? Are you you're going to be okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm good. So he took off to go to archery. And um, about a half an hour later, Jason saw on Facebook, of all places, that a red car had been an accident on 130. And he called me at Pizza Hut and he's like, I think Thomas was in a bad accident. And I'm like, what? How do you know? And he's like, well, there was a red car on 130 and it got an accident about the time he would have left. And I'm like, oh no. Yeah. 
Um, so, and the reason they didn't contact us right away is because that car was actually in my dad's name because yeah. in January he had t- totaled his car and so he was borrowing this car and we didn't get it all transferred over. So it was still in my dad's name. So they, didn't, they were trying to get a hold of them instead of us. So they finally figured it all out. And, but by the time they figured it out, we had, fi- we went to the scene and they're like, you can't be here. <laughs> Yeah. We're like, we're trying to figure out that's our son. And they, we told them their names and they're like, you need to go home. And we're like, why? And they're like, you need to go home. And mm-hmm. so we kind of figured out that he wasn't alive and they wanted us to go home because that's where the corner was going. Yeah. So we went home and the corner was there and it was awful. Yeah. Uh, you never want to have a corner come to your door. But um, yeah. uh, Jason just, he was in shock and just kept going, it's not my son. It's not my son. It's not my son. I'm like, honey, he just told us it. He did. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was, it was hard. It was a hard time. Um, we got through it with the Lord's help. Just take it one day at a time. Losing a child, no matter how old they are, is always hard. Yeah. It's it's just hard. Yeah. And um, we kind of blamed each other, like for like a day. <laughs> right. Not very long. Like, why did you let him go? And. He should have stayed sleeping. We really don't know what caused the accident. All we know is that he was in the other lane. Mm-hmm. It's a two-lane highway, and he got in the left-hand lane and yeah. hit an oncoming car. And she said she didn't see him. She was coming over the hill and couldn't stop, couldn't move. Yeah. So um, we he either swore for an animal, which I doubt, or he fell asleep. Fell asleep, yeah. Um, and we know he didn't have his phone because his phone was on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> so... Um, and he wouldn't have text, been texting anyway, but at least we knew that was out of the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we really don't know. We only know that he probably fell asleep, but which is crazy because it was only like four miles from our house, not yeah. even four miles. Yeah. So <laughs> he must have been really tired. Right. Um, it was it was just really really hard. Um, we had a lot of people just pour their hearts to us. It was. Very, we had a lot of people just come to us and just hug us and just, we had people come and clean our house. I mean, it was amazing. The outpouring of love from the community, from our church, from just from family, from everybody. That's basically what got us through it. That and just leaning on God and just knowing that God was there. God's there every, every step of the way. I mean, he directed our paths even when we didn't know what we were doing. Even, even though it was hard and even though... We leaned on each other a lot. We leaned on each other. Yeah. Um, because that's how you get through it. You, right. you get through it by leaning on <clears> each other. Um, so, yes, he died in March. And that was the year I had that interview. And I was like, I'm going to go back to school. And people thought I was crazy. They're like, your son just died and you're going to go back to school. Yeah. And I'm like, I got to make a living. Right. And we don't have any money. And, I mean, at this point, Jason was trying to go on disability because he couldn't do his job anymore. He couldn't get in and out of the car and carry the equipment. And so he was trying all sorts of other things. He tried insurance, which didn't work. Um, he was basically doing freelance mm-hmm. photography um, to help make ends meet. Um, but it just, we just didn't have any money. So I was like, I got, I'm, I don't want to lose my house. So I got to do something. Yeah. So um, I went back to school. So I worked at Pizza Hut. I worked at the school. And I um, went to school. <laughs> Man, yeah. It was a lot. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Without the help of my family and God, I wouldn't have been able to do it because I worked at the school 
from eight to three and then I came home and usually dinner was made because Jason always made dinner, which was wonderful. And then I, usually at five o'clock, if I was working that night, I'd, I'd leave at five and I'd be home about 11. Mm-hmm. It was, and then I would, in between there, <laughs> I went to schoolwork. Yeah. Um, I went to school Jeez. online through yeah. Greenville and it was, I could work on my own. You have to be very self-motivated. <laughs> yes. Um, but most of the um, cut, the deadline to turn in was at midnight so i always had a little bit of time after right. work or i would i mean i did school work at when i was at school on my lunch break i did it yeah while i was eating dinner i <laughs> on my days off right. know, from pizza hut i mean i just i worked all the time yeah um the kids were great they were very helpful um jason was awesome making dinner and just being there and um yeah i didn't see my family much <laughs> that year but um it was I did it, and right. I got straight A's. So there you go. Yeah. Um, and awesome. I uh, also got a job that April at Arcola School District as a special education teacher. And mm. I actually interviewed for a middle school position, and I was like, I really don't want this position, but it's a job. Yeah. And so, <laughs> um, and then she called back like a month later. Goes, I really, I know you really, really wanted elementary, and we just had an elementary teacher resign. Would you like that position? I'm like, yes. 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 <laughs> so um, I. I ended up that I interviewed for an RTI position in junior high and got the um, elementary special ed, which I love. Right. I love. And, yeah. Um, That's I'm awesome. Pushing, I'm pushing elementary special ed teacher, and I've been there for six years. So yeah. it's been great. And little did I know <laughs> that I was going to need that position because in 2017, um, Jason was diagnosed with esophageal cancer. And... Uh, that August, and we had no idea. I mean, he had no symptoms until August when he couldn't swallow. Yeah. He it's just, just crazy. It, it, he had no symptoms. And by the time they diagnosed it, it was stage four, and it had metastasized in his lungs, in his esophagus, in his uh, stomach, in his intestines, and a little bit on his heart. So, Jeez. Yeah. yeah. Um, they tried, and they tried to do chemo, and it put his heart in AFib, and... So they tried. Right. There was not much they could do. Um, they did have to give him, eventually had to give him a stomach tube, which was hard. Um, because they put the wrong stomach tube in. Apparently they put a pediatric stomach tube in a grown man. I don't know why. Jeez. So <laughs> it made it really hard to do it. We, yeah. we could get it in there, but <clears throat> I mean, he lost a lot of weight. He's yeah. a pretty big guy and he lost like, 70 pounds yeah so it it was hard um well originally they weren't going to see him till october and then by september he'd already lost like 40 pounds and they're like okay yeah we got to see you yeah because <laughs> he couldn't eat anything right I mean, he was eating broth that, that's yeah. all he was eating so um then once they found out what it was then they were like oh yeah so he had a stomach to put in in december um and he was in and out of the hospital in December and January. Um, his last time in the hospital was the end of January, like January 21st or 2nd. Um, in the midst of all this, um, in November, I had... So he was diagnosed in October. And in November, I noticed right after Thanksgiving, I noticed some blood in my stool. I thought, that's not normal. So I called the doctor and I said, I need to get, need to get an appointment. So I got it in the doctor like the next day. And... She said, yeah, this isn't normal. I'm like, well, I knew that. <laughs> That's why yeah. I came in. And she's like, well, 
I was like, is it just hemorrhoids? And she's like, no, well, it could be as simple as hemorrhoids or it could be as complex as cancer. And I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. That's not what I was expecting. Oh, I know. I can't imagine. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> she's like, well, we need to get you in a specialist. And so I said, OK. So they called and it was amazing because they were able to get me a specialist in the next week. So I got a specialist appointment the next week. And yeah, he said, yes, you you need to be. Um, you need a colonoscopy. And so I said, okay. And he's like, well, good luck. I'm like, why? He's like, colonoscopies are really hard to get in December. I'm like, why? Because everyone waits till the deductible's up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So um, he's like, but just see what you can do. So I went to the receptionist and I said, okay, I need a colonoscopy. She's like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, we're just going to see. So she's like, okay, I'm going to see. I'm like, Lord, just help me get a colonoscopy. And she kept looking, she kept looking, and she's like, oh, look at there. We just had a cancellation. It was for the next week. So Perfect. I got, yeah, it was yeah. like God just worked it all out, and he just knew <clears throat> Jesus was there. Yeah. And so I got a colonoscopy that next week, and um, this was all before Christmas. So it was like the th first three weeks of, of December. And um, when, they, when they finally got the results of the colonoscopy, I saw this huge, like, mass, and I was like, Oh my. Um, and he's like, yeah, you have a huge mass, which is cancer. And, um, they're like, we, we don't know if it's broken through the wall. So we're not sure if it's stage three or stage two, but that's all we can tell you. <laughs> yeah. And so basically I just had to wait until I could get surgery. They're like, yeah. we can remove it. So I was like, okay, that's good. Um, and we won't know everything until we remove it and then they'll be able to tell whether it broke through the wall or whatever yeah i mean it, it didn't look like i had any anywhere else it was just right there but they weren't sure if so then the the timelines then with you and jason so like he was diagnosed in what how far apart were your two diagnoses like he was well he got his symptoms in august and he wasn't diagnosed till like, the, well, he went to the doctor in the end of September, yeah. like middle of September, and he actually got a diagnosis the 1st of October. So we knew in the 1st of October. And yours was just a month. Mine was, I, yeah, mine was like um almost two months because mine was like the beginning of, of January. Right. Gotcha. Or the beginning of December. Yeah. Is when I found out. Gotcha. So, yeah. Ugh, yeah. Two months. Right. And so my kids, <laughs> uh, Rachel and uh, Liberty were just like, okay, we might be orphans. <laughs> Yeah. I mean. Well, that's a lot, man. Yeah, Jeez, it was a lot. Least... We knew that Jason probably wasn't going to make it. Yeah. But we, you know, we were hoping for a miracle. You never know. There could be a miracle. Yeah. Um, But, you know, um, Jason always said that um, it's it's a win-win because he said, if, if God heals me, then I'll be with you and the kids. And that's what I want to be. Yeah. But if God doesn't heal me. I'll be in heaven and right. I'll be with Jesus. Yeah. So it's win-win. Yeah. <laughs> um, great way to look at it. Yeah. And he <clears throat> had a great attitude through it all. And I was just like, well, we're just going to see what happens. And um, I'm like, God has worked it all out so far and he'll work it out again. And he did. Um, Jason went into the hospital like that. Like I said, like the 20, I think it was like 24th or 25th. And the hard part about the end of his life is that he was not lucid because yeah. um, he went into the hospital because he must have, he had it. Well, at that point we weren't sure what happened. I thought maybe the cancer went to his brain, but they said that he had a stroke and a mini heart attack and the stroke affected the language part of his brain. And yeah. so he couldn't communicate with us. Like we could talk to him, but 
he could understand us, but he couldn't like tell us. Right. What, like he couldn't tell us what he wanted to say. And when he talked, it was just gibberish. It didn't make yeah. any sense. And I'm like, oh, oh, that's terrible. It was hard. It was really hard because he couldn't really communicate with us. But, um, but, I mean, I knew, I knew this was coming. But it I'm just sorry. Okay, we're back. It's not going to sound like that whenever you listen to this, but full <laughs> transparency, my wife's car was going off like <laughs> for about five minutes. So finally, I'm like, I better go check on that. So, well, you were talking about him at like at the end, though. Oh you know, yes, yeah. Um, yeah, he went in the hospital at the end of um, January, and my surgery was actually that next Monday. Yeah, it was, I had was scheduled for January 28th. So, um, so we were at the hospital at the same time. <laughs> crazy so we were both at carl and he was on the eighth floor and i was on the seventh floor i think um yeah the doctor said that was the first time he'd ever seen that happen yeah um and so everyone's like are you going to do your surgery i'm like of course i'm doing my surgery (laughs) um he was fine they were just trying to keep it they were trying to get his heart under control his afib was going nuts and so um and also he they really didn't know what when we brought him in they didn't really know what was wrong with him they didn't find out till like sunday but but it was Sunday before we really knew what was going on and that he um had uh had a stroke and yeah um a mini I think they call it a mini stroke and a mini heart attack which, yeah um so he was in the hospital he was under good care and I'm like he's getting care and I'll be fine I'll be in the hospital with him so um my surgery went amazingly um God was there he just protected me um they did they did um a colony section and they were able to remove well they removed like a lot <laughs> yeah. they removed like 12 inches of my colon um but she said and a lot of lymph nodes and she said well, i removed as much as i could and it hadn't broken through the wall it was all contained um and they were able to remove everything and i never even had to have chemo or radiation or anything yeah um and i just had my scans my yearly scans like started every three months then every six months and I just, this past January, am five years cancer-free. Awesome. Officially. That's great. So I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. That's so, awesome. 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 Yes. Yeah, so I am yeah. cancer-free. <clears throat> yes. But the cool thing was about that all that was that um, I had a great recovery. Um, they said it would last a week. And I was discharged from the hospital in on Wednesday, although I stayed at the hospital, much to my mom's chagrin, she did not want me to stay at the hospital with Jason, but I was like, I'm staying here because he can't communicate, right. and so I'm going to be here. So I was next to Jason the whole entire the rest of the week after I was discharged, um, but when I got back from surgery, which this amazes Liberty every single time, is that when I got back from surgery, the first thing I said was, I want to go see my husband, and they're like, well, we can't let you go see your I'm like, yes, you can. Yeah. <laughs> He's right down there. So they basically put me in a wheelchair and let me go see my husband. But yeah. they weren't. They didn't really want to. They right. Did. Um, so. <clears throat> well, they said they never had been in a situation like that. So you don't know how, the, you know. Yeah. So they did it. Yeah. And I was very thankful. So he knew I was okay. And um, so I visited him that way till Wednesday. And then when I was just, once I was discharged, I got to stay in his room. I was so thankful it wasn't COVID because I wouldn't even have been able to see him. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, we didn't know about COVID at that point, but. I just kept, during COVID, I kept thinking, wow, I'm so glad that uh, yeah. he wasn't in the hospital during this time. Oh, definitely. Um, but, uh, so, they would not dis- discharge him, but they did They did have me do all the things for, um, like, 
hospice. So I, you know, signed all the DNRs because I knew he didn't want necessitation. Mm-hmm. So I signed all the DNR papers. We got all that settled. And then on Friday, they're like, well, we're going to put him on hospice. But in order to put him on hospice, we're going to have to take his pacemaker. He had a pacemaker mm-hmm. um, off so that it doesn't like charge his heart or whatever. So um, I said, okay. So we did that on Friday night. And then, um, or no, they did that Saturday. Friday night was a really good night. All the family was there and we had a really good night. And that was the night that we found out that all the cancer had been removed and he got to hear the news and he knew I was going to be okay. That's cool. And I think that's what helped him let go. Yeah. I think he was holding on, but um, he had a really good night. He was actually lucid that night. He actually witnessed to the doctor, which was really cool. Yeah. And, um, and just, it was just a really cool night. And they yeah. always say you're going to have a good night. Well, that was his good night. Yeah. And then Saturday was off and on. He had good, some good times and some kind of rough times. And, um, they said that we were, they were going to let me go, us go home on Sunday. I don't know why they made us wait so long. It was like a week later, Yeah. but they made us wait till Sunday. And so we had hospice all ready to go and everything. We had a hospice nurse there and they had the hospital bed at our house and everything was ready. And they said, you can leave at one. Well, they, we didn't need to leave till three. Yeah. <laughs> So um, I rode in the ambulance with him, and it was so hard because Sunday was a rough day, and he was just breathing like, <gasps> yeah. That was how he was breathing, and I know he was basically hanging on because right. he wanted to die at home. He yeah. told me that. Yeah. And so, um, I I don't know. God must have given him the strength to hang on because we got home, we got him in the bed, we started the medication. I guess you put. I mean, I never had anybody in hospice before, so it was interesting that they give you medication to put on their tongue like every hour. Mm-hmm. So we gave him that the medication. It's basically a painkiller, right? Um, and uh, within the hour, yeah, he died. Yeah. Well, he. Uh, <clears throat> whenever it reminds me of like seeing dad right before you know uh, when they're breathing like that. It's like they're. It's like they're alive, but they're not. Yeah, I it, knew he was hanging it, it, on by a thread. <laughs> it was the first. It's it's an odd because it's like I don't know what to. I don't even know what to, what to call it because they're they're yeah hanging on, but also just uh, not. Uh, it's like they're there, but they're not there. You know. Yeah, he was yeah. there, but he was. I mean, I you know I was holding his hand. I told him I loved him, but I don't know how much. Yeah, he but it's awesome. Regretted. Made it made it to the house. So it's, he it's, did make it to the house, and he made it an hour. Yeah, and. The hospice nurse was like, you don't even have to pay me. <laughs> yeah. We did pay her for her gas. But right. I, she's like, I thought I'd be here for a week. And I'm right. done. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was, it, it all worked out. I was really glad he didn't hang on. I mean, I don't know. Hospice is hard. And yeah, he, I can't imagine him lasting much longer than that. Right. So I'm really glad that he yeah. was able to be out of pain and be in heaven. And right. Enjoy, enjoy Jesus. Yes, <laughs> um, he's in Jesus's arms. I just—that's what I always think. Right. I, I love that song, um, uh, "Scars in Heaven," because that, mm-hmm. I always think of all three of my uh, kid, my two kids, and Jason just in Jesus's arms. Yeah, after Jesus's arms, and I haven't got to the second kid yet. But yeah, <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah. Um, so that was Jason. I, told, I, I said before, it's a, it, the stories. I've never heard anything. Like it. It's 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 quite a story. It's fascinating. It's but. it's a God story. It's so such a God story because he got me through everything. I mean, Jason's death was hard. I knew it was coming, but it was still hard. Oh yeah. Um 
and losing a spouse is hard because they're your better ha- you know you're they're there mm-hmm. for 22 years of my life i had somebody there to help me and then he's gone yeah and it was it was hard um, not to mention you and then i had sick just yourself over, <laughs> i had just gotten over surgery and i and, and yeah. all that and and um then i also broke my arm <laughs> in february <laughs> um well i'm I was hoping a- i'm hoping your story will give some people some perspective too. It's like whenever you're complaining about, just just get a little perspective. Yeah. Yeah, I went uh, out to mail my parents' anniversary card and slipped on the ice and <laughs> and uh, broke my wrist. Um, so yeah, yeah. Uh, I also had a cast at the four weeks that I was off for my surgery. <laughs> um, but uh, that's another thing. That was another God thing that. Um, I had just been, I had only worked at Arcola for one year, not even a year yet. Yeah. And that's so why I didn't have any sick days. Right. Because I'd used them all for the appointments for Jason and for my appointments. And, mm-hmm. um, so I was out of sick days and they had what's called a sick day bank, which I didn't know yeah. that the, they have that. And some, they gave me 20 sick days. Right. Which was really oh, yeah, that's awesome. So I am very, very thankful for the school just to work with me. And that was really nice. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, okay, so that was 2018. <laughs> um, and let's see, then what happened? Uh, so in 2018, it was a ro- that was a hard year because, well, we lost Jason. And Rachel was having a hard time at school. She was at school by this point. She had graduated in 2017. So she, didn't, she came home the week that he was in the hospital, but then she went right back to school because she was a... Um, Musical theater major, and of course she had yeah. practices and rehearsals and stuff to get to. <clears throat> so she didn't. I don't think she really had a time to grieve. And um, then she stayed at school that summer and didn't come home. And I should have probably made her come home, but I didn't. She wanted to work. She wanted to work at um, the place up in Wisconsin. I can't think of the name of it right now. The Renaissance Fair. Yeah. And so she stayed at school and worked at the Renaissance Fair. But I don't know if she really grieved. And she was having a rough time. And she was on probation at school. So she stayed one more semester and didn't do very well. And um, that November, she was supposed to come home for uh, Thanksgiving. And she didn't show. And we didn't know what was going on. And then I finally get this call um, from the hospital. And she's calling me saying, I'm in a mental hospital because I was going to take my life. And I said I wanted to take my life. And so the counselor sent me here. And I'm like, "What? Are you, yeah. okay, why didn't you just call me? Yeah. I don't know. She didn't call me. She didn't. So they send her to that hospital. She she didn't actually do anything. She just said she felt like it. Yeah. But they kept her and they wouldn't send her home. So she missed Thanksgiving. Um and then come to find out, she was dealing with a lot. She had a lot of things she was dealing with. Um, and right after that, she told me that she was in a relationship with a woman, with a girl at school. And um, I said, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, we had we had talked about, you know, homosexuality and, and, and different things because she'd been in shows at Little Theater and there was a lot, you know. Yeah. It, you run across it. I mean, it's things you run across and we're like, you know, we, we love them as people. We don't necessarily agree with what they do, but we, we love them as people. And I love you. And I, I just said, when she told me that I said, I love you. God loves you. And I will always love you. And you will always welcome in, 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 in the house. You'll be always welcome here. 
and you'll be always welcome and I love you and I left it at that. And yeah. then um, she said, thank you, mom. I, I knew that you would still love me. That wasn't my, you know, what I was worried about. I just really don't know what I'm, she was just really struggling. Yeah. And so she again, didn't do very well in school that year. So she took a semester off and she stayed at home with us and did some shows in Champaign. Um, and then by in March, she decided, she sh- just shared with me that, well, mom, I don't think I'm gay. I think I'm trans. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. I mean, it was just a lot. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She wanted to, and she had a beautiful soprano voice, just a gorgeous soprano voice that I believe God gave her. And she wanted, I mean, she, that was, she had just told me she was, so she didn't really know what she was going to do, but she said eventually she wanted to transition. And I'm like, wow, you need to talk to some people. So we got her, we got her some, a counselor, we got her, I, you know, she was seeing a psychologist and, um, by, by like, before she went back to school, um, I mean, yeah, this was 2019, 2019 and before she went back to school she's like yeah i like in that summer she's like yeah i want to start hormones and yeah like you've only been right doing this for less than six i mean less than six months right and you already want to go on hormones and i'm like but she's like well if i want to change my voice then and i want to be able to sing as a tenor by senior year i need to start i'm like wow and just, it was yeah. just a slow lot. Down, slow down. It was just down. a yeah. lot. It was a lot. And yeah. so she did start taking hormones that summer. And I said, I will not pay for them. Yeah. Because I, I mean, I will support you, but I will not pay for hormones because <laughs> I did not want her to change. I mean, I thought that was a little quick. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they, the, all the counselors were saying, well, you know, you have gender dysphoria and this is fine and we'll give you whatever. And she was able to pay for it. I don't know. Through her insurance, or I don't know how, but she was able to pay for it, and uh, yeah, so um, she went on the hormones, and she went back to school that fall, and she seemed to be doing fine. She seemed to be doing really, really well, and um, that December we went to uh, we couldn't see her because we couldn't get away to see the Christmas show, but we saw it online, and she was with the guys, and she was singing tenor. Um, and oh, she also wanted us to call her, call her he, use male pronouns. So we did. Um, in this summer, she went. So we we did. It, that was hard. Yeah, uh, it's still imagine. hard for me. And she went by Ray. So, um, and then she was coming home for he was coming home for Christmas, and um, I didn't even know he was coming home yet, and. I get this call, mom, I'm stuck on, um, 294. I'm on the left-hand side and the car won't go. <laughs> I'm like, oh boy, yeah, that's not a good place to be on 294 on the left-hand side. So I'm like, well, we had an exchange student at that point. We had Coco and she had strep throat and I was like, she has strep throat. And I really, I, I just got, you know, I've been dealing with her all day and it's three hour drive. And by time I get there, you know, hopefully Somebody will be there before I can get there. So I'm like, yeah. we'll try calling somebody closer. So we called my brother from Chicago. 
Because when she originally called me, she had called the tow truck and they said they couldn't come till the next day. Oh, So we gotcha. were trying to get to her. But then the tow truck called later and said they were coming within two hours. So I said, okay, well, I'll send Jay and try to get Jay there. Well, Jay got there, but because of traffic, it still took him about two hours. Yeah. So, I mean, he was, Ray was sitting there, you know, a good two hours because mm-hmm. I got the call about five and I think he got there on 7.30 maybe. But the problem was that he couldn't get to the left-hand side. So he was on the right-hand side. He saw He saw the car, but he couldn't stop in time. So he was like maybe a quarter mile ahead, but he saw her. So instead of waiting, <laughs> and by the way, no cop ever stopped. And I didn't know you could call the state cops, but no cop ever stopped. Yeah. Um, so we should have called the Kate. Looking back, we probably should have called the state cop, been behind her, behind the car. But oh well, it didn't happen. So Jay suggested she try to cry, and I don't know why in the world he suggested this, but and it was dark because it's December. Um, try to cross two ninety four. Well, two ninety four is four lanes. Yeah, <laughs> four <clears throat> lanes of traffic. So Ray's like, okay, I'll do that. Ray's always been a risk taker, so it didn't really surprise me that he said that he would do, he would do that. So, uh, tried to cross four lanes of traffic. He he was able to get all the way across, got to the white line. We think that Ray picked up his phone, maybe. We don't really know, but the car behind the car that hit her had a dash cam, and it looked like he had bent down, picked something up, and the car didn't see him and hit him. So, yeah. and... Ray didn't survive. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was really, really hard. The hardest part was that Rachel had been Ray for like eight months. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, he was Ray. So I, it was really, really hard to know how to do the funeral. And oh, people yeah. didn't know. Yeah, and yeah. people did know. Who the, there was all our friends knew. But the people at home, I mean, only a few people knew. Like, there was church people that knew, but not very many. Yeah. Because, I mean... I told really close people, but like not everybody <clears throat> knew she was never there. So, mm-hmm. um, it was just really, really hard. That was, and I didn't have anybody. Le- I didn't have Jason to lean on. Yeah, that was probably the hardest. That was why it took me so long to, and then also COVID happened. But yeah, to to feel like I was ready to date again because that was just it was really hard. It Hell yeah, I can't Friday imagine Friday the thirteenth of two thousand eighteen. Jeez, December thirteenth of two thousand nineteen. And it was really hard, and it was two months before her twenty-first birthday. So, yeah, yeah, uh, that one's still hard. Um, I think the hardest thing for me is that Ray chose to get rid of her beautiful singing voice, and to me, that was that was hard. Yeah, I can't imagine. But I do know that both of my children accepted Christ at a young age. I do know. I do feel that even though she was not at the point she had totally rejected God at that point. Um, I just feel like she had accepted Christ and I believe that, that he accepted her back, accepted her to heaven because she had that. And I, I really feel it. She had, she had a lot of instilled in her when she was young. She was, she was a very strong believer in Jesus when she was younger. And, um, I just know I'm going to see her again and she's got a restored voice. So yeah. there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that was, I was just praying that whole time. Lord, I don't know what to do. Just, I want, I just said, she's not listening to me. So bring somebody in your life, 
to help her figure all this out. And um, I don't know if it was her dad's death. I don't know if it was her brother's death and her dad's death. I don't know. Yeah. There was just a lot there, and I don't think she really worked through it all. But, yeah, that was tough. Yeah. Those... Uh, yeah, I know. I, I don't want to get into that whole topic too much, but it's no, just, it's, it's just, but man, just really... no, I mean, as far as like my thoughts on it, but man, it's yeah. just, I can't imagine as a parent, just, I can't, like, like I said, amazing story. Lots, a lot of, so many, so and much stuff you've had to go through. But. Yeah, I honored him by uh, putting Rachel Ray, and the obituary was very um, neutral. I used Ray. Um, no no pronouns just ray i just i felt like i needed to honor yeah ray but i felt that was the easiest way to honor yeah so it it was tough um and a lot of the, a lot of his friends came from school and um everyone was welcomed and it was it was good but it was really hard yeah um god got me through it every day i mean people ask me how i got through it and i just say Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, <laughs> and trusting God every day, just getting up and saying, Lord, help me through this day today. Yeah. And that's how I got through it. Yeah. Because that was, uh, so that, yeah, everything that happened right there was in a, how many years span? Like uh, um, Thomas died in 2016 in yeah. March. Um, Jason died in February of 2018. And Rachel died in December of 2019. Yeah. So within three and a half years. Man. Liberty was 13, 15, and 17. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. She is uh, doing great. She just she got... She is. The, she, uh, is she... She's at Eastern still, or is she done? She is at Eastern. She is going into her senior year. She yeah. is my um, living child, and she is my joy. Yeah. Um, she is my baby. Um, Pastor said to keep, uh, keep her away from Spencer, my stepson, because Spencer's 18, <laughs> and... So and they they already know we talk about uh, yes the special needs too but Spencer yes. has autism but he's he likes uh, pretty girls so Pastor said don't bring her don't <laughs> don't bring her around Spencer yeah yes Liberty is the light of my life she is um just such a great kid and she's been through so so much and she has dealt with it really well she does yeah. um have anxiety and depression but. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean you know, <laughs> but that's Louise. okay. She has, she's on medication for it, and she, she works through it pretty well. Yeah. Um, she has been on the dean's list every semester since awesome. she started yeah. at Eastern, and she has one more full year of schooling, and then she student teaches in the fall of twenty twenty four. So that's what she. I can't remember what she. She's going to school to be a teacher. Yeah, is it elementary or just? That, is what it elementary or is it just... Um, she wanted to be an elementary. It's elementary with... Um, I think she's also getting a early childhood endorsement so she can do pre-K through yeah. six. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes. And she's the only one that wanted to be a teacher. Rachel was into uh, musical theater, which is art. Right. And then um, Thomas wanted to be a graphic artist. So... Gotcha. Yeah. They both wanted... To, they both had the art gene and... Yeah. Libby has some art in her. She can draw, but she's like... Nope, I want to be a teacher. I'm like, yay! That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. We need good ones, too. Yes. Yeah. Good teachers. Is she wanting to stay around here? Or? Um. Well, she has a boyfriend of three years, and they have talked. I mean, eventually, they will probably get married. Um, and 
he really wants to buy our house. So I'm assuming they're going to try to stay around here. He wants to buy whose house? Our, our house. Oh, really? He, wa- he wants to buy our house, yes. Really? Which which is fine with Randy because Randy, it's not it's not disability friendly. Yeah. So we do need a new house eventually. But... <laughs> kick you guys to the curb and take over. <laughs> and Liberty doesn't want us to sell the house. So yeah. unless we sell well, the Well, Camargo, curb. though, that's a good spot for both of you, though, because... How far is that to Arcola? It's it's about it's the same tw- minute. It's about but, twenty minutes to Arcola yeah, so, and thirty minutes here. Yeah. So if spot we did find you, a house, but... we would have to find a house in that area, which is going to be really hard. So yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. And we're, they're like, "Well, we want to," and we're like, "You know what? You're only twenty. Yeah. <laughs> Life can change a lot." And it's true. Who knows what's going to happen? So you can want to buy our house. It doesn't mean doesn't you're, you're going to get to buy our house. So I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> So, yeah. and I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he is getting his degree in like advertising and like graphic arts. So, I don't, yeah. I mean, I guess he could find something in Champagne, but right. she's going to try to find something around here, but we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Like, you're young. <laughs> you're oh, you're only 20. You don't know what you, I mean, she'll turn 21 uh, in July, July 3rd. She turns 21. Yeah. My first one to 21. We're going to celebrate. Yeah. That's awesome. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I remember we when, uh, oh, we had you guys over for supper that first time, and we were all sitting around the couch after we ate, mm-hmm. and he told his story. We were just like, "Oh my goodness!" And then you told yours, and we were both just like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like, woo! Like, oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah, stories just... kind of intertwine. I mean, he lost two kids. I've lost two kids. Yeah. Um, his were stepkids, but still. Yeah. I mean. He was their dad. Right. And, um, well, and they both were, uh, they both had, and they both had disability. They had, bo- both yeah. had a, a form of CP. Right. Um, and yeah, I, he, you know, with his kids, he knew eventually they were not going to make it. But yeah. still, losing a child is never easy. Even oh, my if you gosh. Know I don't even want to, yeah, yeah. You know, going, not going to make it. So, yeah. So we had that in common. Um, he also has a brother that's gay. So he understood Rachel and, and Ray and so it was there was a lot of yeah things that were just like wow lord that's amazing <laughs> right yeah so yeah you kind of said the last part first here but yeah I, like in the, all those things happened and then you decided to get on Christian Mingle yeah and, and then, I waited another year because I had to I had to mourn me <laughs> and it was COVID yeah COVID was COVID just, hit. just and, uh, you know the more I think about it COVID would have been really hard for Ray so you know, maybe God yeah. took her early because she would, I don't know, that would be really hard for him. And so, uh, not being able to do shows, not being able right. to be around people, it would have been really, really hard. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, I just look at it as a blessing in disguise. I mean, I didn't want her to die, but, yeah. but I think COVID would have been really, really hard because it was hard for anybody that was in yeah. that industry. So, right. um, COVID would have been really hard. And then COVID happened and I was still mourning Ray and um, and everything else that happened. And I was like, whew, I need at least a year. <laughs> yeah. So, and then when COVID was better and I was like, okay, we're able to meet people again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we were still, I think we were, were we still wearing masks in 2021? I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, well, well, yeah, that's we the were. thing. I don't know how you feel about that. Let's quick little side note. It's like, <laughs> to me, that feels like it was 20 years ago. It does. And it, you know what I mean? And it was not at all. It was it like was the, not. it was like 
last, last year, year, I believe, to the beginning of 2021 school year, we were 21, still 2021, 2022, we, uh-huh. we could take them off. I'm trying to think of when we got to stop wearing them. We wore them. It was for, at least, we, we wore them at least halfway, I February think. February of 2022. Yeah, that's about yeah. what we were. I mean, it's just. Which is crazy. And they're still, <laughs> they're still one or one or two that still wear them. Yeah. And, and, I, and it, you whatever. choose to wear a mask, that to is each okay. Is a, yes. That is okay. I am okay with that. Yeah, but, but it does seem like a long time ago. It seems it was like a it. long time ago. It wasn't long ago. Yeah. So yeah, we got through COVID, and I mourned Ray, and then I was like, okay, I'm yeah. ready. And it, yeah, just and got, here got you are. ready. Here yeah. I am. Yeah. Did not think I would be a pastor's wife, but I'm excited to be a pastor. Well, he being a pastor. He, wife. I'm sure he's told you this, but he. He said on here, he was just like, he's, he just thinks you were born to be a pastor's wife. But because, and I agree, because it's like, yeah, I think it's, it suits you perfectly because, and especially with him, you know, because I mean, you can just see on Sundays, like you're, you know, you're there for him, anything he needs, you're yep, there. And I'm just, there. Yeah. I'm, yeah. His, I'm his, his right hand, right hand girl. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, his ministry partner is what I like to look at myself as, and that's what I am. I'm his ministry partner. Yeah, yeah. Well, he. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's. We'll have to get to this. Uh, some other I'm time. sorry. Oh, that no, 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 I took no. So long. No, this is this this is great. I have a long story, and I don't know when to shut up. So. No. No, trust me, that was it was just right, and uh, I thought that's why I just wanted to have something just in case. But I'm like, I bet you that we can just. And I've had other, uh, yeah, people in here that we've. Yeah, if they got a great a great story, just take your time and tell it, and it was great. But I hope I didn't talk too fast because I tend to talk fast. <laughs> nah, I talk I talk fast, and this is yeah, and I'm um, here all the time. And, and the eighties were a great time, so we'll have to talk about that's true. Eighties shows, we, we were yeah, a great time. And maybe uh, maybe we can have like a double whammy. We me and Pastor could knock out a football one, and then me and you could do our top ten eighties. Uh, I like it sitcoms Maybe we yeah could do that i think it would be funny to have you both in here at the same time because <laughs> uh have some banter it's a hoot and a holler yeah well <laughs> what, something else i thought about i told mandy i'm like maybe uh if you come on she can uh my only thing would be trusting her to get good questions but i'm like uh, she could do like a like a trivia not name that tune although i used to dominate it name oh, that tune I but, love name that but tune. yes but like uh just the eighties like trivia quiz or something, you know. And we can either do one whoever answers it first or just whoever gets it right. You know, I I, I told Randy her. Randy would some... be good at that and I'm not good at trivia, so <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, but if it's like eighties like pop culture stuff, that could be kinda eighty pop culture. That would be yeah. that would be fun. Yeah. And I do like your man cave, by the way. Thank you. It's uh Stevie comes in here and acts like he's like, Oh yeah, I've seen this show. I'm like, No, you haven't. That you're not you're not gonna watch that till you're about fifteen, so <laughs> He tries to act like, but yeah, he likes it too. He. All I those, did not know Seinfeld was. I was looking up Seinfeld is an '80s show. I did not realize that it started in the '80s. It started in the '80s, but it went to the '90s. And a little tidbit too: they were ready to cancel it after season one because it wasn't. Actually, if you watch it, it's a show it, about the, nothing. Yeah, the first <laughs> the first two or three seasons, like it gets better as it goes along. But they were uh, set to cancel it, and then something happened, and they didn't. And then there you go. Yeah, but it really was a show about nothing. It oh, I know. really didn't really have any plot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's true. But yeah, it's it's good. But um, yes, we're we're next time we'll do some fun stuff, do some eighty stuff. Okay. But uh, but I thought that again, I just thought that you needed to. It's a story that needs to be told, and again, gives people perspective because it's like, hey, uh, 
I don't know. It's just like, you know how people, I don't know how I want to say this. Some people complain about little things that are very trivial mm-hmm. and uh, listen to this and get a little perspective. God can work all things together yeah. for good. He really can. And he really does. He works all things together for good. And I don't know why I had to lose all of my family. Well, not all of my family, but some of my family and my husband and my children. But God knows. And God uses all for good. Yeah. And you're here now. and Yep. Now I'm a pastor's wife. That's right. <laughs> a, a ministry partner. A ministry partner. And yeah. I love it. <laughs> That's right. I love being his ministry partner. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thank you very much. And I'm sure people will. Yeah. This will be great for everybody to hear. So. Whenever uh, Stevie, whenever we started doing these, I told him to come up with a closing line. Okay. And this is what he came up with. So I'm just going to do that and then we'll be done. He came up with this. Thanks for listening to Heath Heath Barnand. That's that.